TII Item 229, June 25th, 2012. A little surface tension? Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Golly! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is brought to you by Hover. Please visit tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com to get 10% off your domain name registrations. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Trey for sending in the music you hear in the background. Trey wrote, Hi, Rob. I made a song with GarageBand on my iPod Touch, and I just wanted you to hear it. Regards, Trey. Well, thanks, Trey, for the music. And folks, I'll try to remember to put the full song at the end of the episode. also want to thank Ian for sending in the artwork for today's show. Ian wrote, Hey, Rob. I use Snapseed and InFrame Cut to create this picture for the show. Keep up the good work, Ian in the UK. Well, Ian, thanks again for sending in this artwork. Folks, you can see Ian's artwork in the TII app and the extras for episode 229, or if you subscribe via iTunes as the album artwork, and also as a standalone post in the VIP section. And I'll try to get it up on Google Plus and Facebook as well. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device, and would like to share it with the audience, please email it to us at todayinios at gmail.com and make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They? we have the following quote. Quote, if Android feels wrong, then I don't want to be right. Android may not have the polish or sex appeal of Apple's iOS, but it's a smartphone platform of my choice. Unquote. Jason Perlow, ZDNet, 18th of October, 2011. Okay, now you're thinking, Rob, how can he be wrong about his opinion? It is just an opinion, personal taste and all. And I would agree with you, except in this case, Jason had the following to say about six months later. Quote, I'm sick to death of Android. I've spent over two years as an Android user. Next time around, I'm going elsewhere unless substantial changes take place in how Google manages its ecosystem and OEM carrier partners. Unquote. Jason Perlow, ZDNet, 28th of March, 2012. So for Jason Perlow, circa October, 2011, he entered into this segment of the show because Jason Perlow, circa March, 2012, opened his eyes and realized when it came to Android, he was wrong before. Just saying. This week, we have promo codes for the app Wawa Land, two words. Let's play the comments from the dev. Hi, my name is Jan Fripp. I am the developer of Wawaland, an advanced 2D platformer game for iOS which includes about 4 hours of gameplay right now. In Wawaland, you play as Wawa, a heroic funny character who must save a royal jelly recently kidnapped by creatures. You will find yourself dragged in a grand quest that will lead you through amazing and gorgeous places where you will be dealing with many traps and monsters who are for some able to help each other. To face these trials, use Wawa's abilities such like the wall jump or the backflip or even the ground pounding. You will also get powers like the tornado's helmet which allows you to spin. If you love collecting coins, stomping creatures, getting powers and discovering tons of secrets and bonus, you should definitely take a look at Wawa. 
Wallen. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you will love this game. You can download it right now on the App Store or get more information at www.wawaland.fr. Thanks. Thanks, Jan, for the review of your app, Wawaland, and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put Wawaland, two words, in the subject line. I will be giving the promo codes away in about two weeks. So again, Wawaland, two words, in the subject line. Send that to todayinios at gmail.com. As always, if you are an app dev, email me if you want your app featured in the promo giveaway segment. There is never a charge for you, the dev. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please also include a 60-second or less audio review of your app, making sure you indicate upfront you are the dev. If you don't have promo codes to give away or if your app is free and you still want to get a review of your app up on the show, you can just send in a 60-second or less review of your app. Again, making sure you mention upfront you are the dev and we will work it into a future episode of the show. All right, let's get into the news. I've had a few emails this week with few in quotes. These emails had links and comments about the new Surface tablet from Microsoft and how it compares to the iPad, and many asked my thoughts. Well, there is a nice article over on the Mac Observer site that tries to compare specs. I say tries because there are just so many unknowns to the specs for the Surface, which the Mac Observer clearly points out. Kudos to them. I see all these other pundits and sites saying the Surface will crush the iPad or the iPad will crush the Surface or yada yada, something on that theme. But the truth is, no one can really intelligently say either way. Why? Well, simply put, because there are just too many unknowns. About all we do know is during the presentation, one of the Surfaces locked up and they had to swap it out and grab a second unit to keep going on the presentation. That just happened to be, you know, waiting there just in case. And for those out there that say we should just look at past history of Microsoft kicking Apple's butt, well, that's just in the OS side. Now, when you look at, you know, actual head-to-head competition in hardware between Apple and Microsoft, you have really only two comparisons to look at, and that is the Kin and the Zune versus the iPhone and the iPod, respectively. And well... We all know how those turned out, just saying. But again, until we see all the specs, especially the battery life tests and the price, it is way, way too early to draw any conclusions. Keep that in mind when reading articles claiming one victor or the other. And sticking with stories that make no sense, there's a survey out there making the rounds that showed 15% of people surveyed said they would give up sex before they gave up their iPhone. Of course, that 15% likely were not having sex anyway. And they definitely will be the ones that complain the loudest if the iPhone 2012 comes out and is larger and requires more than one hand to operate. Insert rim shot here. We have talked in the past about how some of the NFL teams have traded in their printed on dead tree playbooks for the iPads. The advantages are many. One, you don't kill so many trees, as those playbooks usually are in the multi-multi-hundreds of pages and are reprinted and updated each week. Two, if you lost a playbook previously or a player left for another team, said playbook could go with him. Now, with the iPad, you can remotely wipe it. And three, it weighs a lot less and you can link to videos. I guess that'd be three and four. Anyway, 
So all around, it is more surprising to hear of any NFL teams not using an iPad this coming season. One team that is using it is the Miami Dolphins, and they are the reason we're talking about it now. As it seems, they have some rules about what you can and cannot do with said iPad that they give you. For example, the iPad is just to be used for job-related activities. However, if one of the Dolphins goes to YouTube or Twitter on his team-issued iPad, they have to pay a $10,000 fine. No word on what the fine would be if we're going to uporn. Guess their reasoning is that they want to keep the players focused during meetings? That seems fine. But from what has been said, it sounds like going to those sites anytime could get them fined. So if this was the case, and you were using the iPad at home, and you looked at YouTube and you forgot, uh, in your downtime, that will cost you 10k. Why not just take a hammer to the iPad before letting them check? Uh, then again, all you'd have to pay is about $600 to get it replaced. Funny how some people try to implement the latest technology and then go and show they have no clue about said technology. If the Dolphins really think that finding their players $10,000 because they went and visited Twitter, it makes sense and it's going to make them a better team and it's going to help them win more, I think it's safe to say there is one team you'll not be seeing in the postseason in this coming year. Just saying. Back into the email bag. All right, I just transferred two more domains over to Hover. That makes six and a few more to go. Regards, Hector. Hi, Hector. Thanks for the email and for supporting our sponsor, Hover, that is. And that leads us to the part of the show where we talk about today's sponsor, which, of course, is Hover. If you go to tii.hover.com, that's tii.hover.com, you can get 10% off your domain name registrations and transfers. Like Hector, if you want to transfer your domains to Hover, they make it really, really easy. There's a page on their site, hover.com slash help slash domain dash transfers. This link has some basic tips and a listing of domain transfer tutorials with individual tutorials for transferring from most of the other domain registrars. Actually, tutorials covering 17 different registrars. So good chance your current one is covered. There are four key steps you need to look at before doing a transfer, and they are on that page, plus the instructions on each registrar. Hover also said, quote, a common question we receive is, what happens to my existing years of domain registration? Unquote. Well, an extra year of domain registration is added to the existing term once the transfer is completed, you won't lose time you paid for with your old provider, unquote. So no need to wait. Transfer them now, and then you can have all your domains in one place. Again, go to tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com to get 10% off your domain name registrations or mention TII when contacting them about transfers to get that 10% off. Thanks, Hover, for sponsoring this show. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. In episode 228, someone asked about being able to print directly to PDF in iOS. I found an app that I believe does what the caller and I want. It is Virtual PDF Printer for iPhone. Unfortunately, it has been priced at $19.99 ever since its one-day introductory price of $4.99 on April 25th. One great feature is that it works in concert with Printopia. I've added it to my app shopper wish list and hope for a sale price to show up. Regards, Mike C. Staying on this topic, hi Rob. The app Start does web to PDF printing. It works okay. It even keeps the background images. Check it out. 
Search for Start Web to PDF in iTunes. It is just 99 cents. Regards, Steve W. Well, Mike C. and Steve W., thanks for your help on that. Hey, Rob, it's Siobhan on Kauai. In response to one of your listeners who asked about two different things, one was, uh, what kind of an FM transmitter would you use in the car? And most of them are poor quality. Well, I've surveyed several, both domestic and international, and the one I like the best is called Allkit, A-L-L-K-I-T. You can surf eBay, and they're called Allkit Plus, uh, Allkit 2. Um, but basically, it plugs in the cigarette lighter. It's a little clamp-on uh, unit with an FM display at the top, and it's awesome in terms of its transmission audio quality. Highly recommend that. Probably about 15 bucks or so with shipping from China on eBay, and it may be available domestic. It's in a bubble wrap thing, which I'm going to send a picture of to you here shortly. The second uh, question was, what do you do for a second line on your phone? And uh, line two was recommended. I tried that one, but if you have an iPhone and an iPad, if you log in on one or the other, it'll disconnect. Uh, as soon as you connect on one, it disconnects the other device. So I use Text Plus Silver with an add-on, or Text Plus Gold comes with a phone number built in for texting, MMSing, and making phone calls. It links to a, a second app. It has a Text Plus Call, I believe it is, and you just tap on the phone and pull it up and make a call. And the really nice thing about this I like is if I'm logged into my Text Plus account on both my phone and my iPad and I receive a call, the call rings on both simultaneously. Whichever device I answer it on takes the call. That's really sweet. Anyway, those are my suggestions. Uh, keep up the great work. Been a listener for years, as you know, and will be into the future. You definitely aligned with the right platform. Take care. Aloha. Siobhan, great to hear from you again, and thank you for the advice, both for the FM modulator and for the second line. Sticking with the FM modulator side, we have another piece of advice here. Hi, Rob. With regards to listener looking for a good FM modulator, I had the iSimple system installed on my Jeep and it worked great. It comes with a 30-pin connector that will simultaneously charge and stream audio. Or you can install an auxiliary jack if your vehicle does not already come with it. Both options come with the system, but obviously I recommend the 30-pin because it is an FM modulator. They also install an on-off switch to properly use the audio. The switch is usually installed under the steering wheel to block radio frequencies for clearer use of dock. I just bought a new car and will be installing another modulator in that as well. The iSimple is at Best Buy for $140. Regards, Caesar C. in San Antonio, Texas. Hi, Rob. This is Arnie in San Diego. You had a caller named Dave that asked about an FM modulator. I've got a great one I've been using for about a month now. I've used several different ones in the past. This one by far is the best one. It's called the GoGroove FlexSmart X2. I bought it on Amazon for $44.99. And uh, what it does is it uses Bluetooth to transmit your uh, music and podcasts to the unit. And then the unit broadcasts to your FM radio station. You pick any open station on your uh, FM radio dial. It also serves as a uh, Bluetooth phone hand-free handset so you can answer calls on it make calls on it it works with siri if you hold down the button for a couple seconds it pops up siri it plugs into your cigarette lighter 
and it's got a little rubber gooseneck. It's about uh, probably eight inches long, the gooseneck, and the, the little device is pretty small. It's about three inches long by about an inch and a half wide. It lets you play music, go forward, go backwards, answer calls, hang up. It's also got a little USB port built into the device that you can use to charge your iPhone or other smartphone. It's um, $44.99 on Amazon. Have a good day. Gentlemen, thank you for your responses. This Friday is the iPhone's fifth birthday. That's right, June 29th, exactly five years ago to the day and day of the week, the iPhone, the original iPhone, launched. Might I suggest you go back in time and listen to the early episodes of Today and iPhone, back when it was called Today and iPhone. I released them you know, starting in April, but go back and listen around June of 2007, beginning of June 2007. There was still much not known and lots of excitement in the air leading up to that launch. Those early episodes are a nice time travel back to when the iPhone launched. For all of you that have been around the past five years, any part of that five years, thanks again for listening and for all the contributions to this show that you've provided over the past five years. I want to do a quick app review here. This one is for podcasters, especially podcasters that are using Libsyn. But even if you're not using Libsyn and you're a podcaster and you're looking for a good recording app on your iOS device that'll export as MP3 file, you really only have two choices. And there's only one of those two choices being updated. And this one is actually new and it's just came out. It's got a lot of great features. It's called Boss Jock and it's designed by podcasters for podcasters. If you search for Boss Jock, you'll find it in iTunes. It works for the iPhone 3GS, 4, 4S, and it'll work on the iPads. And what I love about this is it lets you export as an MP3, as I mentioned, right via FTP. So if you have a Libsyn account, you can export right from your device, right into the QuickCast folder in, I, in Libsyn, and it'll immediately go out onto your feed, and it'll pull the title information out and put that in for you for the title of that episode, or you can just FTP it to your Dropbox and then really put in all the information and release it afterwards. But either way, it's really easy to get an MP3 file from your iOS device into your Libsyn account. Uh, the name of the app, again, is Boss Jock, one word. Uh, some other nice features on this, it allows you to have different recordings, like six different recordings that you can bring in ahead of time. So if you want to do a kind of a, like a live recording where you're playing in some feedback or some background music. Uh, there's some nice ducking features they've added in there. So the guys at Creators really know what they're doing. These guys, I, I've known them for a long time, and they know what they're doing, and they're going to be upgrading and adding more and more features. So if you're a podcaster and looking for a real podcasting app to create content, check out Boss Jock in the App Store. It's $9.99, and... Again, this is one of the only two apps in iTunes that allows you to export as MP3 file. So that's key reason, again, and then you can do it as FTP. But some of the other features are just phenomenal, and the ducking and the way they manage it. The guys have done a really good job, and we'll be talking about this one again in the future. Switching to news, Tim Cook recently said Apple was going to double down on security. So you would think that memo went out in triplicate to Apple suppliers. Well, you know who did not seem to get the memo? The CEO of Foxconn, that's who. Seems Foxconn's CEO is talking again. This time he's telling people not to purchase the new Galaxy phone from Samsung. Not, don't purchase it now, because the next iPhone that's coming out soon is so much better. 
Or actually, I think he said is going to put the Samsung Galaxy 3 to shame. I just love when you have Apple's key supplier giving you factoids like this. Expect Foxconn marketing and PR to quickly deny that that's what he actually said shortly. Hi, Rob. Uh, this is George Prado from Boca Raton, Florida. I'm calling regarding Jacob from Indiana. He had a question on how to delete all those gigs that he has in other. The way to delete all those gigs of our space is to delete any photos or all the photos that he has in his text messages. Uh, I deleted all my, all my texts and including the photos, and that solved my problem. Again, look forward to your next show. Bye. Hey, Rob, it's Levi, Riverside, California. You had a caller calling about the other storage in iTunes. From my experience, I believe that is the jailbreak storage. I've got an app called MXTube that I keep uh, downloading and deleting uh, videos through. And as I add and delete from that app, my other storage continues to grow and shrink. So he might try and go through his uh, jailbreak apps and trim that stuff as well. Have a good one. Gentlemen, thanks for the feedback. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. Let me start by saying this communication never happened. I have noticed a few things with the iOS 6 beta. One, on the iPad, third gen, there is a clock app that wasn't there before. I don't recall if this was mentioned on the keynote or not. Two, the Passbook app appears on the simulator, but not on the device, at least not in the iPad. Three, with regards to stability, I have noticed several bugs with the Facebook portion of the social framework. Additionally, the account authentication portion does not seem to be completely there for Facebook. There is some authentication stuff that is halfway implemented and not documented yet. Regards, Johnny Appleseed 2. Well, Johnny, thanks for the feedback. Please remember, folks, if you are testing the beta, it is, well, a beta, and the first of the betas, and at least, at least two months from gold, at least two months. And things are going to change. New features are going to come in. And features now that don't seem quite done, well, they're not and will be by the time it goes gold. Back into the email bag. Hi, Rob. This would have been on my wish list for iOS 6, but I guess it's too late now. But maybe it could include in the iPhone 2012. I would really, really, really like to see some indication, either visually or audibly, of a missed call. Regards, Keith in Thailand. Hi, Keith. I agree. Having a slowly flashing camera flash when you miss a call or get a text message or whatever else you put in there that for an indicator would be really nice. Something like where it flashes once every three or five seconds would be cool. Is there already a jailbreak app or tweak like this? Probably. And if someone knows of said app, please let me know. But yes, Keith, this seems like something Apple should have baked into iOS 6. Maybe it'll make it there before by the time they go gold, but probably not, because that would have probably been listed up there on the feature list. So guess that one probably is going to make sense to put on the iOS 7 bingo card. G'day, Rob. It's Todd here in Sydney, Australia, calling. I just was listening to your podcast, uh, and you were talking about the features that are missing for uh, iPhone 4 users. I've got an iPhone 4, and... Um, Look, the feature that I'm going to miss the most is the FaceTime uh, over cellular. 
in the past, I mean, there's been some doubt as to whether these things that Apple are leaving out of their you know, up, updated software releases are because of hardware issues. I've been using uh, FaceTime over over cellular via my iPod Touch. Uh, I just connect the iPod to the phone via personal hotspot and uh, use that for FaceTime, and no problem at all. It works perfectly. There, there's no doubt about it. Apple are leaving this out because they want you to buy the next model. Come on, Apple, this is ridiculous. Uh, haven't you got enough money in the bank? I mean, fair income. This is just over the top. It's, it's enough to, to turn people away. Uh, you're doing everything you can to give up this market share you've got. And uh, stupid things like this just, just turn people against you. Uh, I'm absolutely annoyed about this. So much so, I'm looking at the next uh, Windows phone. And I assume there'll be a lot of other people doing the same. Yeah, yeah just very annoyed. Uh, I can live without the flyover and, and the turn-by-turn navigation. I've already bought apps for that. But yeah, yeah, FaceTime, I think that's something they they really should have done for uh, all all phones that were capable of, of using. Obviously, the 3GS has no front camera. Uh, but the iPhone 4, it, it, I, I just can't believe they've left that out. Absolutely ridiculous. And... Yeah, we know why they've done it. I just don't agree with it. As for the next uh, iPhone, uh, the dock connector, I've I've got a prediction here, Rob. I I reckon the dock connector for maybe not the next iPhone. I think they'll stick with the thirty pin for the next iPhone, but the one after that maybe. What do you think about the possibility of them putting a Thunderbolt port in the next iPod? There seems to be a lot of talk around the Apple circles about Thunderbolt. Yeah, I, I think they'll put a Thunderbolt port in, if anything. Or they'll just stick with the original 30-pin connector. I can't see them going out of their way to uh, piss off, pardon the phrase, um, all of their customers. But then with what they've done with software lately, who knows? I just wonder if it's something Steve Jobs would have approved about. Anyway, enough of my rant. Love the show, Rob. And uh, I'll keep listening. Cheers. Todd, thanks for the feedback. But the threat to go to Windows Phone phone... Yeah, um, I'm not sure if you heard this, but people that have bought all those new Windows Phone 7s that have just come out, yeah, none of those, none of them are going to be upgradable to Windows Phone 8. So people that just got a nice new Nokia 900 Windows Phone, yeah, they're stuck at Windows Phone 7 for um, ever. So as bad as it may be, at least you're getting some upgrade to the latest iOS Again, I do agree with you that some of the features being left off are marketing ones, and and that is not really excusable. And as you know, my feelings on that, and I've ranted on that, and you just ranted on it. But to say you're going to go to Windows Phone 7, look at how all those poor schmucks, I mean, customers feel that have bought a Windows Phone 7 recently. Now they have word that Windows Phone 8 is not ever going to be for them. No soup for them at all. Per my thoughts on Thunderbolt, I do not see Thunderbolt ports on any iOS devices in the near future, probably not even in the long-term future. Just too expensive of a connection technology. Back into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Yesterday, I came across this device called Ringbow, one word, that looks like a ring, and you put it on your ring finger and then use the thumb on a D-pad-like controller. It is connecting to iOS devices and Android devices via Bluetooth, 
and is meant to offer additional controls when playing games. You can still use your finger to touch the screen, so Ringbow is not trying to replace the touch functionality entirely, but giving it a new dimension. It's a really brilliant idea, as I never like to use a virtual on-screen controller. For example, like you see in most of the racing games on iOS, obviously games probably need to add support for Ringbow, but I think it's a pretty unique idea that might just catch on. Hoping that this one gets made, I backed it right away, and it's not just limited to mobile devices, as supposedly it'll work on regular computers as well. Regards, Sebastian from Leipzig, Germany. Hi, Sebastian. Thanks for the heads up on this one. It has raised over 42000 towards a goal of 100000 They have 27 days to go. Funding ends on Sunday, July 22nd. So if you're interested in learning more on this one, search for Ringbow, one word, that's R-I-N-G-B-O-W, one word, over at kickstarter.com. Quick update on another Kickstarter project recently mentioned on the show. Trigger, that's T-R-Y-G-G-E-R, has about seven days left to go, and it is over its goal, as I think we previously mentioned. It is the case for polarizing with a polarizing lens. So if you're a photographer and looking for a nice case with a polarizing lens, look for Trigger over at Kickstarter. Uh, If this one is of interest to you, you can find out more info when we talked about it back on episode 227. This next story comes back to something I've said before on the show when it comes to your personal info and privacy and how Apple looks at things. Apple just had a patent issued, which is best explained as an anti-Big Brother patent. I will not go into all or really any of the details. You can read the very long post over at Patently Apple if you so desire. Link in the show notes titled, Apple Wins Surprising Anti-Big Brother Surveillance Patent. But what I will say is the patent is in the primary interest of you, the Apple customer, not the advertiser. Not any government, you, the customer. Actually, if Apple puts this patent to use in any small way, it is a win for consumers. I really want to point out this patent not because a patent was granted, but more so how great it is that Apple even thought about its users enough to come up with ways to protect them to such a degree they felt it was warranted to apply for a patent. And... This is where I feel Apple is fundamentally different from Google. Google's customers are marketers, and what Google is selling them is your info. With Apple, you are the customer, and what Apple is selling you is a great user experience. So next time one of your Android fanboys, friends, gets on you about Apple, just ask them if they know how Google makes money. Just saying. Hello, Rob. This is Gary from Melissa, Texas. I've got one little tweak that I'd like to talk about. It is FlashLock, available in Cydia. It puts a flashlight little icon in the, in the spot where the camera would go, where you would light it up to, to access the camera from your lock screen. Tap on that, and it turns on the flashlight. So that's a quick little tweak for your phone to quickly access your flashlight. Once again, it's called FlashLock, available in the Cydia store. In, in order to enable it, you go into your settings, scroll down to, until you see flash lock, and then just enable it. Great little tweak for your phone. Once again, Rob, I love the show, and 
We'll talk later. Bye. Gary, thanks for the feedback. Folks, if you have a favorite app or tweak or rant or whatever you want to share with us, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or record it on your iOS device, maybe even with Boss Jock. And then email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. My name is Steve Harlow from Adelaide, South Australia. I have found a great iOS app called MailShoot. It allows you to easily add contact groups to your address book. There is a free version, and the paid version costs $4.49 Australia in the App Store. The difference between the two is that the free version allows only you to be able to set up three contact groups, while the paid version allows you to create up to 15 groups. When you start the app, you get a welcome dialog box, hit the OK button, and then you'll be asked to start MailShoot. Hit the Start button. This then takes you into the app. To create a group, tap on Create Group, type the name on the contact group in the text box, and hit Enter. This will take you into the Add Contacts area. Hit the plus button to add individual contacts from your address book. When you have finished adding contacts, hit the Update button, and MailShoot will display a dialog box informing you that the group has been written into the address book. You can then go through into your Contacts app, and you'll see the new group listed in your contacts. As a vision-impaired person, I found this very easy to use, and it worked very well with VoiceOver. Regards, Steve Harlow. Well, Steve, thank you very much for that review. Next up, hi, Rob. In episode 223, Tony L. in San Francisco mentioned Bluetooth Manager as a method to turn Bluetooth on and off. I purchased it right away, but not long after, it was not only pulled from the App Store, but in the 5.1.1 update, the app was removed from my phone, never to be seen again. There is another Bluetooth app out there now called simply Bluetooth by CXI Gaming. It's just 99 cents. Just touching the icon turns Bluetooth either on or off, then returns the phone back to the home screen. Don't know how long this one will stay. This is the third solution that I've had to turning Bluetooth on and off. And the last two have been nixed by the powers that be at Apple. Don't know why Apple doesn't develop their own solutions for managing settings easier. And it doesn't appear to be something slated for iOS 6 as far as I can tell. Regards, Paul in Mill Valley, California. P.S. Thanks for the heads up about display record. Hi, Paul. Thanks for the heads up on Bluetooth by CXI Gaming. It is at the record time of the recording of this show, still in iTunes. Per Bluetooth management in iOS 6, they did make it a little bit easier to turn on and off as they moved it out of the general and put it into its own area at the top of settings in the main menu. With the, It's right next to Wi-Fi and airplane mode now. So now if you keep settings in your dock at the bottom, one of the four bottom apps, uh, you can get to Bluetooth in two taps. Not perfect, but better than it was before. Hello, Rob. Uh, thank you for your show. It's been wonderful. I've been an iPhone user since November on the Verizon system. I have the uh, 4S model. In any event, I installed the app Onavo last week when it became available for the Verizon network and all was working well and everything on my phone has been working well except that my voicemail indicator was no longer functioning. I had no idea that it was related, called Verizon on this over a week ago. They said that there was a problem with the uh, iPhone 4S 
and their voicemail system. They were working on it. Uh, I called again the next day because everyone I knew that had an iPhone 4S did not have this problem. And they told me they would uh, work on it and get back to me. No one got back to me. And now being a week later, I called. Unfortunately, got somebody who was knowledgeable and asked me if I was running any applications like Onavo. And I said, yes, bingo. And that was the problem. We removed it and then went into the settings and removed another setting there. And now all is functioning properly. So please alert your listeners if they have installed Onavo and they in turn have problems with their voicemail indicators or inability to change their outgoing voicemail message, this may be the problem. Thank you very much for everything you do. I listen to your show religiously every week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for the heads up on Onavo and a possible conflict. So folks, if you're having that issue and you're using Onavo, you might need to deinstall it. Geek fight! Thanks to Chris in London for this next one. On the last episode, I briefly, very briefly, mentioned that iOS 6 Beta 1 has been jailbroken, and if you were a dev to check out the link. Seems someone did more than look. They went and added Insidia for the jailbreak. See, the original jailbreak for iOS 6 did not include Cydia, as it was really just for devs. And the dev team did not want to show too much of their hand to Apple. Well, the dev Wind Warrior, without checking with others in the iPhone dev team, made a release available that allowed Cydia to be installed in the iOS 6 beta jailbreak. And, well, Sorek is pissed and went into a nice rant about it guess the moral of the story is here yeah even the dev team and the, the devs that are out there trying to break this can't all agree on what they want to do and what they want to make available but at the end of the day just remember jailbreaks of beta are not for you the regular end user they're just there for the devs and that's why i don't ever recommend a jailbreak of a beta Hey Rob, this is Mike calling from Sunnyvale, California. I wanted to ask you and your listeners a question. When I have my iPad 2 connected to my television, I sometimes try to watch uh, TV shows or, or Netflix or movies that have been purchased from iTunes. And I've noticed that there's a little message that'll pop up that says that my TV is not authorized to play, uh, I think, protected or restricted videos or, or, or media. And I wanted to know if there's a setting or if there is a jailbreak app um, that is available so that I could watch iTunes purchased movies, TV shows while they're connected to my television via my iPad 2. I hope that makes sense. So when I have my HDMI cable connected to my TV, I would like to watch the purchase videos that I bought. So if there's a jailbreak or a setting or, or something uh, I need to do, I'm, I'm kind of figuring that Apple TV is the workaround for that, but I don't, I don't really at this point have a need for Apple TV or want to purchase Apple TV. Maybe sometime in the future I will, but I was wondering if there's something that will work in the meantime. All right, thanks a lot, Rob. Have a good one. Mike, I was going to recommend Apple TV. Since you say no on that, I'm going to throw this one out to the audience and see if anyone has any other suggestions for Mike. But I think what you're going to find is that $99, Apple TV might make the most sense for you. Back into the email bag. 
Hi, Rob. With my iPhone 3GS and 4 and 4S, I was continually frustrated when the phone would not fit into docks unless removed from the case. Finally decided to use generic iPhone holders in the cars and bedside table with a standard 30-pin dock cable. Therefore, I will readily switch to the new iPhone with a different connector since new cables will be readily available. Regards, Carl G. Carl, thanks for the feedback, but based on other feedback I'm getting, yours seems to be the exception rather than the rule. Hi Rob, this is Tosin from the UK. I just got a question for yourself or one of your listeners. It's about my music on my iPhone 4S. I have had uh, this phone since uh, the phone was released uh, last year and had no problems with uh, downloading um, and um, transferring music between my uh, device and the, my iTunes on my computer. However, recently I noticed that some music would not play on the iPhone. I connected the iPhone back to the computer to try and see if I can re-download them but I found that some of my music, which I hadn't deleted off the phone, was actually being re-downloaded from my iTunes. Um, some of the music, however, uh, some of which I really, really like, are not uh, still playing on the iPhone 4S, even though they're available in my iTunes, as well as uh, on the phone, physically on the phone, but they just would not play. I'm not exactly sure what is going on here, I would appreciate any help I can get from yourself or one of your listeners. Thanks a lot. Kind regards. Uh, Tosin from the UK. Keep up the good work. Bye. Tosin, thanks for calling in. And as you can tell, it's at the end of the show. And that's usually the ones I put up there that I'm going to send out to the audience because I am scratching my head on this one. I do not know. So if anyone can help Tosin with why his music is not playing... Please give us a call, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Speaking of end of episodes, I had a couple people email, tweet, ask on Facebook or Google Plus about the end of last episode, episode 228, and why there was 50 plus minutes of dead air. Well, there are two prevailing theories on this. Theory one is that it was my silent protest against Apple's decision to leave off so many features for the iPhone 4 and iPhone 3GS and iOS 6. Or theory two is that it was 2.30 in the morning when the episode was done and a mistaken copy and paste put a little bit of audio 50 plus minutes past the end of what was supposed to be the end of the episode and I did not notice until midday the next day and by that time there were so many downloads it did not make sense to upload a new version. I personally like Theory 1 much better than Theory 2. On a personal note, I saw a couple of movies last week. It's not really personal, but uh, non-iOS related note. I saw a couple of movies last week. One was the midnight showing of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Because, well, midnight is when you should see a movie like that. I thought the movie was good, but the part of my brain that actually knows about Abraham Lincoln real history was fighting with the part of my brain that was just trying to enjoy a vampire slay fest. I think the slay fest side kind of won out during the movie, as I did like it, but if the writers had done a much better job of fitting Abe's real history with the movie storyline, I might have left the theater going, you know what, maybe Abe was a vampire slayer. But the way they did the story, not so much. 
The other movie I saw, and I must point this out before I mention the movie, is I did not have any idea about the preview or what the movie was about at all, just that it was an Adam Sandler movie, was That's My Boy. And to sum it up, it is a movie that requires you to be over 40 to get all the inside jokes and requires you to be under 20 to find any of them funny. Okay, none of that had anything to do with iOS, but every now and then I like to talk about movies I've seen. I want to thank today's sponsor again, and that's Hover. If you go to tii.hover.com, that's tii.hover.com, you can get 10% off your domain name registrations and transfers. Also, if you don't already own the TII app, search for TII in the App Store. It's just $2.99. It gets you push notifications. You can see the album artwork. There's a link list in there for all the items that we talk about under extras for each episode. It makes it real easy to follow along as we're going through the show. But again, the most important thing there is that push notification so you can get notified when a new episode goes up, plus any breaking news throughout the week. Again, $2.99, App Store. Just search for TII. As always, if you have any tips, tricks, comments, feedback, anything you want to share with the audience, especially if you're an iOS 6 beta user, not that you're supposed to, but if you are, and you want to share that with us, don't worry, I'll never use your real name. We'll just put you in as App, uh, Johnny Appleseed 3 or 4 or 5. Uh, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. We'd love to hear back from you. Or again, you can call in to 206-666-6364, 206-666-6364-206-MOONDOG. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up there. Until the next time, which I'm actually going to try to do Friday, which is going to be the fifth anniversary of the iPhone. I'm going to try to make so episode 230 should be out this Friday on the five-year anniversary. Uh, hopefully all things goes right with that. But either way, don't forget, check out some of the older TII episodes from June of 2007. They're kind of funny to listen to. And actually, some things we hit pretty well, some things not so much. Uh, but again, it was five years ago. But if, if you want to feel that excitement again, that, that the anticipation when that iPhone was first launching, how excited people were about it, um, and, and to see how we did get you know, this phenomenon, right? We knew it was going to be big back then, and I know it's going to be big into the future. So uh, go check those out. Old episodes of TII, they're all on the feed, or just go into iTunes. Uh, if you're listening on Stitcher, you're going to have to go into iTunes and subscribe to Today and iOS, and then click Get All, and it'll pull down all the episodes, or just go back individually and grab each one. And that's going to go ahead and do it for us this time. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I. 